Hi, I'm George Techmanshop here with Steve the Big Cat Anderson. Steve has survived his his time in the wilderness. Made it through. Don't know how. For another Eastern Target Archery podcast. Steve, uh, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. You uh, you got out in the wilderness and, uh, and, and, and did wilderness things. Yeah, I was climbing Mount Everest. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a lot better than going down to the Titanic, I think. <laughs> Oof. Too soon? <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Sorry. Hey. Hey. <laughs> you know, we're, we're kind of in an interstitial space right now between outdoor season and indoor season. Asian Games has wrapped up, and uh, what can you say? K-O-R-E-A. That's what you can say, because they pretty much did pretty good in the recurve side. But when it came to compound, <laughs> when it came to compound, I-N-D-I-A is the, uh, is the key word. I'm really happy we're spelling it out clearly for the listeners. Well, okay. I mean, look at it this way. You've got India as the first non-Korean nation to top the Asian Games medals in 45 years. Not just in archery, but in general. And in archery, they were... In and, compound and archery, archery, they were crushing. They crushed. They won everything. Jyothi Venom, fifth medal of the Asian Games for India to uh, put them on top of the medal table. Otgunbold uh, Batargyag won Mongolia's first ever title for the recurve men. Nice job. Uh, I bet you he might not think so. But I do the best I can with what I got. Yeah, that's true. Probably, yeah, maybe not. Pravin Deotale and Lim Sihyon from Korea took individual titles. Um, we've got a gold medal match that would uh, decide the race for the medals at the Asian Games, and it was Jothi Venom that showed the, the just the tremendous quality she has. Um, she dropped one arrow and then 14 tens uh, to beat So Che Wan of Korea, uh, 149 to 145. Now, 149 to 145, it isn't too bad or you know negative or uh, incorrect to say that's actually a crush victory. You're crushed if you lose by four points. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, walking away with it pretty much. That's, so. that's what I'm. If you can to go into the last end and you know that that can that can actually be a, a close match depending on what the what the score was heading into the last end. You know, if someone shot thirty and someone shot twenty seven, then obviously there was a little more pressure involved going in. But you know, if you're heading into the last end and you've got that three, four point lead, you're usually not too worried about it. You shoot 110 and then just get home with golds. You know, these are some of the hardest working archers you and I have ever seen. I don't mean to speak for you, but for me personally, Indian compound competitors and Indian recurve competitors have such a great work ethic, you know, and I think that that's part of the reason this paid off. But I think there's another reason as well. I think it's because they were able to take the teachings of their coach, the great Sergio Pagni, and apply them in a meaningful way. Sergio really has them, I don't know what he did, you know? That's the secret sauce, I guess, but he's got them, he's taken them from just really hardworking people who were pretty talented to now like they've crossed that little threshold of, now we're gonna win most of the time. And obviously the you know, they're, they're iron sharpening iron. They had three different World Cup winners this year. The world champion yeah. 
Um, yeah. You know, they had two different significant winners in the women's side and another girl and a third girl who made the, the final eight at world championships. So they're just sitting there making each other better and beating up on each other. And then, you know, when they get a chance to get out of the country and go somewhere else, they're beating up on everybody else too. It's really, yeah. really impressive. And they're, they're dropping one fifties and one forty nines, which is what it's starting matches. to take these days to yeah. win these matches at these levels. And they're, they're some of the ones who have made it the requirement, you know, in the uh, compound men's final, it was an all-Indian affair with Mr. Deatali beating his teammate Abhishek Verma by two points. In the uh, the situation was just uh, sort of a dream match, you know. If you're if you're looking at really high-level compound competition, they both put on a great show. Verma, of course, is no slouch. You know, I told you this story before. I've seen that man shoot fifty-six tens in a row in Asia Cup competition. Yeah, um, he he knows how to bring it. Um, but you know, upsets were kind of the story <clears throat> in other areas at the Asian Games this uh, this year. Uh, the fellow from from Mongolia, he went through some really good shooters to get to the gold medal final and to win. Um, you know, Takahara Furukawa, uh, Tang Chichian from Chinese Taipei. Um, he just uh, just dropped a bunch of twenty nines and thirties. A lot of 6-0, 6-2, you know, type victories. And he's shooting in a fairly ancient Hoyt recurve. <laughs> you know? You called it, I mean, days in advance. You said, this guy's wrecking shop. Yeah. And I looked and I was like, all right, he's shooting pretty good. But he just kept going. Yeah, well, I've just seen what these guys are capable of. And, um, and they're women too, by the way. Uh, you know, just Mongolia turns out some really good shooters from time and to time. Is their coach still Martin Frederick? No, he's in Bangladesh. That's right. He was never in Mongolia. No, mm. not well. He could be in the future. I, yeah. I mean, you know, but uh, you know, he is just—he's um, not a young kid, right? He's—he's—he's he's, he's seasoned competitor. He's an experienced guy, um, and I think you're looking at a situation where we will. Uh, we will see a preview, at least, of stuff we could see in Paris next year. No doubt about that. But you got to wonder something. And I, I just wonder this idly. I wonder if Korea, particularly on the women's side, as things stand right now, um, I mean, you know, you've basically got a new powerhouse nation on the continent, right? And that is arguably, you could argue it's India, just as much as Korea particularly on the compound side. Compound side, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, Korea, um, you know, had four gold medals, five gold medals out of five possible gold medals for India. Here's the thing. I'm going to backtrack on that a little bit. India has always been pretty darn good. Yeah. Korea has never been as good as India. In Not compound. in compound, no. And now it's just a runaway. You know, I think what happened was we, we saw the effort that they were putting in and it was a heck of an effort. And we saw that uh, their determination, their backing, and I think a little bit of bias because we've seen what they've been capable of in the past. Sure. You know, there was that, well, there are there, there are winners at this. They'll probably be winners at that. It's not the same game, though. And I think that's part of it. But I'd also not 
selling them short. I think that if they continue to continue to work at the level that they're working at, you will see them more competitive against India. It's inevitable. Once um, Korea sets its sights on something, it's it's very hard to to stop that machine. Yeah, they'll do fine. They're they're not going away. You know, yeah. they just. Um, I've been waiting on. You know, everyone's saying, "Oh, they're Korea's going to take over Compound," and I said, "No, they won't." You were very consistent with your yeah. point of view. So no one's going to take I, over I Compound. Totally credit you on that one, Steve. You you when I when I first came to you, I might have made a comment, not that hyperbolic but you know like yeah. one of those watch out and you you pushed back pretty good you said nah you're wrong it takes more than just you know this this and that and you were right you you proved to be correct i in, think it's in the long just term. it wasn't hard for me you know to make that call but i've always said i think it's just the nature of where compound is and the fact that the ceiling has been found, right? So, like you said, it takes a lot of 150s. That's why you can look back at um, World Championships this year and look at the names in the final eight and you go, who are these guys, you know? The, they've just, everyone has gotten to a point where now they're near perfect, almost always. So, that's why it's very difficult for one group or nation to just completely dominate. Which makes what India is doing right now even more impressive. That being said, they're not going to have this. Is a they're on a really good run. You know, they're. I don't think they're going to continue to just completely own the compound space like they are right now. They'll still do very well, exceptionally well, and be one of the best teams. But what they're on right now is just you know a bit of a. They're on a, a total peak, so. That's not to say, I'm not saying anything bad about like, you know, them going into the future. It's just there's ebbs and flows and other people are going to step up for a period of time. And, you know, everyone's going to do that. They're going to ride waves. In other uh, archery news, World Archery is going to hold the 2025 World Archery Championships in Gwangju, Korea, where you and I got schooled in shooting a compound bow by Oh Jin Hyuk. Is that so, where we went? Is Gwangju? Yeah. That's right. Anyway. <laughs> I was kidding about that. Uh, well, never mind. Did you see, when we posted the uh, the picture of Ojin Hyuk playing with that uh, that Hoyt Stratos. It was a Stratos or an Invicta? I can't remember. Uh, it would have been Invicta. Yeah, an Invicta. Year. Yeah. When he was playing with the Hoyt compound, he was pulling it back with his fingers, and there were people admonishing, you know, oh, he shouldn't be pulling a bow with fingers. And it's like... He's an Olympic gold medalist. He gets to pull a bow any way he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. If he wants to dry fire it, go ahead. But uh, I bring it up because um, the 2027 World Championships is critical because that's the main qualification event for the LA Olympic Games. And so you've got you've got four. Actually, you had five. You've got four legitimate bidders for that World Championship in 2027. Antalya, Turkey, Medellin, Colombia, Niborg, Denmark, and Reshev, Poland. So one of those is going to get that that uh, event, and that'll be interesting. Um, Saudi Arabia also applied, but it was uh, not accepted as a uh, application because it wasn't complete. With that said, though, this week the IOC is meeting. Yesterday, you got messages from some shooters 
that were looking at headlines that said certain sports have been added to the program of the Olympic Games. The thing you have to keep in mind if you've seen those headlines and you've gone, well, where's arch- where compound archery? Is that those sports are not in the games in any manner right now. That is baseball, softball, uh, flag football. Do you remember what the other ones were? No. I don't either. But whatever they were, they, those aren't sports that are already, you know, part of the part of the deal. Archery is. And the decision about archery is now going to be made after the 15th and probably before the 17th of October. So we will probably be in position to report back to you about that um, sometime late this month. And that is how things stand right now for the future of potential compound for the Olympic Games. The last word on the subject was they are still hopeful. There are rumblings that things may not go the way that um, World Archery and even the USOC want. But those are just rumblings. They're rumors. Uh, Nothing's been set in stone. Everything comes down to money, which is why things like flag football, NFL, and baseball and softball have a shot. Cricket, squash, lacrosse, those are the other ones. Yeah, none of which have universality. Maybe squash does, but the rest of them, they don't have universality. Cricket. You want to talk to me about cricket and football having gender equity? I don't, because I don't know anything about it. Okay, but I I don't recall (laughs) a whole lot of... I'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. Anyway, point is, um, we'll know later this month. And we'll let you know. Okay, so that uh, we're going to make this one a short one, Steve. I've got to head off to Japan. You better pack those bags. Um, you betcha. Now that I've stolen a beautiful orange Hoyt XD riser off your desk without you knowing it, I will be proud to unveil that sucker. I totally did not know it, yes. Oh, uh, well, anyway, thanks for, thanks for joining us on this. Uh, That's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. I it's, told you I was going to keep it short today. It's a, we're past October 1, so it's officially indoor season. All right. Do you want to talk about indoor season before we sign off? I just wanted to say that it's officially indoor season, but I don't really have anything else to say about it. 